Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Hi, this is Peter Hobler, the X-Factor, and this is our initial kickoff of a weekly roundtable discussion with the group we call the X-Men. And I've got my new and good friends, Larry McGinnis and Stuart Young with us. So before we begin, Larry and Stuart, why don't you just take a minute to introduce yourselves and uh, you know, just sort of state what your mission is, and then we're going to get into a pretty incredible topic in the realm of divorce about fear today. All right. Larry. Uh, my name is Larry McInnes. Uh, I am uh, uh, representing uh, X to Excellent. Uh, I deal with uh, uh, men who are uh, at the uh, coming out of a, uh, an affair who they have been uh, involved in, uh, thus leading to their own uh, divorce. And uh, we're now going to uh, move uh, transition away from that uh, part of your life and into something where uh, the the once uh, in the cheating man uh, transitions into someone who uh, everybody loves awesome thank you larry stuart hi i'm stuart young a brit obviously from the accent uh, I created uh, a Facebook group called Divorce Dads Rise Up and Be Proud. And I based that on um, my research in the Facebook groups where people, guys, were, were saying stuff that, that kind of gave the impression that they felt like failures, that they felt like they'd let the side down, they'd let their family down, they'd let themselves down. And I wanted to kind of remind them that this is just an experience in their life huge experience obviously but it doesn't have to define who they are and they can actually find a way to be proud of themselves of the fact that they're a dad and the fact that they're a role model for their children and that they can regain all of that and that's where i come from awesome and quickly uh i'm computer holder with the x factor and my wife Lori's on my mission is to help parents of divorce create an environment where their kids are thriving so today we're going to be delving into the important topic of fear and how it affects what's going on in the dynamics of divorce. So either one of you, Stuart, Larry, uh, you, know, you want to kick off with your thoughts. Of course, I always have thoughts, but I definitely would love to hear yours and, and let's get into it to really help people today. Um, oh, go on, Larry. Stuart. Okay. Uh, well, speaking for myself, uh, as um, uh, a man who was involved in in an affair and it uh, eventually got uh, discovered uh, by my wife um, when she uh, approached me with her discovery I was uh, met with the decision of you know what do I do this very moment uh, do I stay uh, try to stay in the relationship beg for forgiveness 
uh, or do I leave? And both of those choices came packaged up with its own uh, personal brand of fear. Um, I was definitely afraid to stay in a relationship where I could no longer be trusted, uh, where I had to constantly look over my back, um, where I had to maybe spend the rest of my married days groveling, or I had the or I could choose the fear of the unknown, you know, leave the house and, and face the unknown, um, which turned out to be the choice that I made. And it was, the, I felt the lesser of the two fears at the time. Um, so the, yeah, the, the, the big fear of staying at the house drove me into action, I guess. Um, And, um, but uh, at, at the same time, uh, I, I've, I've had to I experience where fear um, has uh, paralyzed me. And I think that is probably the, the typical response to, uh, to fear. Yeah, I think the primary, um, the thing that we all understand from fear is that it's a fight flight or freeze situation isn't it you know it's the old caveman with a tiger situation you're either going to run away from the tiger and try and save yourself or you're going to freeze and hope the tiger doesn't notice you or um what's fight flight or freeze? Or you're gonna have to fight the tiger i mean that's that's really what that amygdala is doing it's basically giving you rapid um choices to save your life well we we feel fear in our modern day when when we're not actually under physical threat and but our amygdala, amygdala doesn't know that so it just goes fight flight or freeze what are you going to do what are you going to do what are you going to do get on with it and you have to choose one um and i know a lot of guys um will do the fighting bit because it's a kind of a man's energy to be testosterone driven and so fighting is kind of a natural response for a lot of guys um, and a lot of guys will just freeze and just go, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation, especially if it's the woman throwing them out effectively. Um, and so the, 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 how to deal with the fear. So you can get to a point where you respond rather than reacting is really the goal, isn't it? I mean, we all know you can't think with your, with your conscious mind, your prefrontal cortex, you can't rationalize your way out of fear. You have to let fear subside by using other tactics and strategies and then make a rational response to it. And so it's like, how do you actually do that? Because every single day where we're in a situation where we can feel fear, you know, you pick the phone up and it's the tax man saying, mm. I'm sorry, but we've, we've underestimated your tax. You owe us $10,000. Immediately your heart's going to start racing. You're going to be in fear. What do you do kind of thing? And you put, you put, you can put the phone down and then like a minute later, you can pick the phone up again. The phone rings, you pick it up and it's the tax man again. He goes, Oh God, I'm really so sorry. I'm so sorry. We owe you $10,000. Oh, everything changes. Now it's oh, the relief, right? You put the phone down and two seconds later it goes again. You pick the phone up and he goes, ah, sorry. I got the wrong guy completely. Ignore all my calls. <laughs> You've just sat through a complete roller coaster of emotions, but nothing's actually happened. There is no threat. There is nothing that can hurt you going on. 
but it's all happening in your mind. And once we realize that, we've got the, the strategy, the tactics to respond to it. And uh, both, both of you, I think that there's a brilliant point and just quickly. So my story, looking back from my divorce when my daughter was three, she's now 23, but I remember it like it was Ephraim and I was afraid the ex was going to take my daughter. That was my biggest fear. And I kept reacting to that fear. So I kowtowed uh, and, and it became terrible and I became more and more miserable. So I think your whole point, Stuart, Stuart, of reacting versus responding when we're consumed with a fear. And I have a theory I call the vicious cycle of subconscious fear. And it's all about what we focus on, we get more of in return. And when unknowingly we're reacting to our fears, we're actually creating an environment where we're going to make it more likely that those fears become a reality. Hmm. So for me, getting clarity, really honing in and gaining clarity for what you want. So with what I do for kids and to make sure your kids are thriving, get clarity for what you really want for your kids. Now we can be intentional with our, our words, our choices, with our responses to your point, Stuart, to really make sure we're creating more of an environment that, that's not in fear and that's based in what we really want to create. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the fears up here, as you said, Stuart, I thought your tax man story was was great. It's like <laughs> false evidence appears real. It's not mm. out here. It's how we perceive what's going on. Mm. When we get consumed with that fear, it creates worry, anxiety, stress. It affects our health, and, and we become tense, reactive, angry, and it does nothing positive mm-hmm. in, the, in the realm that we're discussing it in. Yeah. I think um, I think part of the fear that we experience in modern days is actually a lot of the time is just actually uncertainty. It's just not knowing. And that's the, that's where the fear comes from. And in certainly when, when you're going through a divorce, don't matter who you are, you are uncertain. Even if you're the guy or the girl that's, you know, woman that's leaving, you're still uncertain about how it's all going to play out, how, how your other half is going to react and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a massive amount of uncertainty there. And I think that's where the, the fear, or, or rather, that's the, that's the emotion that feels so fear-like. Well, you know, you, you, when you bring up um, uncertainty, when you have uncertainty, you have no control. You don't know what to control, mm. um, which leads me to um, there really is very little that we can control anyway. The only thing we can control is how we respond Mm. Um, or that's exactly all we can control. Um, But what I think we do maybe because of our, uh, of the way society is now and the way society is speeding up now that we're in this digital age is uh, we have to respond quickly you know, within seconds. Uh, and that's where reaction happens as opposed to uh, uh, response. Um, I've been very consciously, in the, I would say in the last year or so, uh, been working really hard at uh, taking a step back, taking a breath you know, to whatever the stimulus is. Um, and sometimes, if I can, I'll, I'll wait days before I respond. Uh, and 
my responses have become much more grown up <laughs> than they used to be. Uh, and much more measured and deliberate um, and more positive too. Uh, it, it puts you in the driver's seat and it takes away some of the fear. Mm. So if you can just step back a bit. That, that, that relates to that Viktor Frankl quote, doesn't it? Between stimulus and response, there's a space. Yep. yep. And it's, if you give yourself the gift of that space, like you did with breathing and just taking some time, to step away from the reaction that you want to, you know, put, you know, display, behave, mm -hmm. then if you give yourself that, you get a chance to actually respond instead of reacting. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we're, we're closing in uh, on 10 minutes here. So why don't we each spend just uh, a, a, a moment sort of summarizing what we think we can do uh, about the fear. Uh, you know, one of my favorite sayings is what lies on the other side of fear is one of the most worthwhile things ever. Um, so why don't we just each take turns sort of, you know, sharing from our personal experience and maybe how we've helped others move past that fear, leave it behind. And it still will be there, but you don't have to focus on it. Hmm. Um, I think oftentimes, uh, it's a matter of reframing the situation. Uh, I, that's a technique that I've been using when I uh, have been responding to uh, people's fears on some, some of the Facebook divorce groups. Uh, you know, they're, they're, at the, they're at the end of the rope. Um, and you know, they're, they're miserable. Their parents can't, don't understand them because you know, the parents have been married for 50 years and these guys get divorced after a few. Um, and it's just taking their own words and just massage them a little bit. Don't change, well, basically changing the meaning of, of the exact words that they're using. And it kind of mm -hmm. gives them uh, a different outlook uh, on their situation. Um, and I, I, so this reframing helps them back away from their situation, back away from their fear. Like that. Yeah, like that. So I agree with um, Larry's take a step back to give yourself a moment to to think a bit more, to let your, let your emotions calm down and reframing exactly. Uh, that is exactly what I do all the time as well. And by using different words and there's a great um, Tony Robbins technique I can't remember what he calls it now, but he basically dilutes the, the words that he's using. So instead of saying, God, I'm so angry right now about something, you can say, I feel uncertain right now. That has a different emotional feeling attached to it. And then if you just add one more thing to it by, by stepping away from it, which gives you a little bit more space, is to say, I'm noticing that I'm feeling that way you become the observer of things mm -hmm. and you just took another step away from the actual feeling. So instead of saying, I'm really angry, you can say, I'm feeling uncertain. And then you can just add noticing. I'm, I'm noticing that I'm feeling uncertain. Mm -hmm. And then that ju just those two little things. I mean, there's lots more, but there's just those two little things, yeah. which yeah. are very similar to Larry's, um, can really, really give you that moment. Yeah. That's actually also a, a technique in, uh, in meditation practice. Uh, as you're sitting there navel-gazing a thought or 
the fear could enter your mind and you just notice it as if it's an object so oh this is this is what fear looks like or feels like and eventually that too dissolves mm. um, mindfulness practice. exactly yeah. yep and i find through heightened awareness i've become to realize when i'm allowing my fears to be in control of my decision making process which is totally subconscious for me but i will start feeling emotionally or energetically drained so I use that as a trigger to go, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want what's happening. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want it. And I'll shift back to honing in on the clarity I have for what I, and back in the day, what I really wanted for my daughter. And then that allowed me to shift my focus in order to create, you know, via my words, my choices, my behavior to create a calmer, uh, more compassionate, more compromising, more giving environment with the ex in order to benefit our daughter. Mm. And I, I do that in every area of my life now when I feel the fear coming up. Um, but it sort of starts with awareness. Okay, I, I don't want to feel this way. What do I want? And then I can shift mm. away from that fear. But uh, no, I, I think this was, it was helpful for me. I hope it's helpful for uh, you, Larry, you, Stuart, and certainly for all of you that will be joining us. And uh, any final words before we call it a wrap, gentlemen? I, do you remember the film um, Analyze This? I do. Mm. So um, Billy Crystal plays the psychiatrist and Robert De Niro plays the mafia guy that needs to have his head examined kind of thing. And I remember he's getting really, really angry and... Uh, Billy Crystal says, hit the pillow, hit the pillow. And he gets his gun out and shoots the pillow, hit the pillow. <laughs> and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a laughable moment. But there's actually some truth in that, isn't there? So, like, I, I would suggest to guys, uh, go out and do physical stuff. Hit a punch bag. You know, run. Run till you're exhausted. If you feel angry, run. Um, or do press-ups or something because that that exertion will also minimize those negative feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and yeah. changing what you're doing physiologically will change yeah. your state up here. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another yeah. Tony Robbins trick, right? Triad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. Everyone will look forward to seeing you next week on our next roundtable discussion with the X-Men. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.